You and I both know that crypto is rapidly becoming the future of finance. You will also probably be aware that investing in crypto can seem a little daunting or even just outright confusing. The real question is, is how do you break down those barriers so that you can confidently invest in crypto in a way which is both profitable and sustainable in the long run? Join me on my journey to helping new crypto investors go from prospects to pros in crypto investment. Whether it's a Bitcoin or Bored Ape, I've got the insider tips and tricks so that you can take those steps towards the financial future that you've always dreamt of. My name's Christopher Hitchin. Welcome to the Easy Crypto Podcast. So it's Chris again from the Easy Crypto Podcast. And this week, we're going to be delving into NFTs. But in this case, we're going to be looking at into the real art world. And for that, we have Valentin Labrefevre. Is that the right <laughs> pronunciation? Lefebvre. Lefebvre. I am, because I'm a Yorkshire man, it's a little bit hard when it comes to the, the French dialect. Right, when right. I lived in Switzerland, um, <laughs> obviously in Switzerland, they speak all the different languages and uh I tried really hard to learn the French and I tried really hard to learn German. But every time I spoke to a Swiss person, they'd always reply back in English. And it never <laughs> well, at least, you know, they can't say that you haven't tried, you know, so they, really Indeed. Prefer, they prefer when you try. Well, without further ado, let's find out how you got down the path and into the crypto world. Yes. So talk to us about it. Well, it starts in uh, January 2020. Um, I quit my job. I was working uh, in the development, sales development for the leading fitness uh, gyms in France. And um, I wanted to open a, a new business in the US, in Miami, for uh, immersive art. So it was a physical center where we would project on the floors and on the walls and animated art pieces that people can come and experience by walking around and be by being present. So it was an immersive art center. And so I, I go to the US, uh, Miami in January, 2020. I raise some money, I find a location and I start to get the venture rolling. And then everything stops mid-March, 2020 because of the COVID. So then I come back to France and, and you know, everything's locked down and the whole project you know, goes, goes back to stealth mode and uh, pretty much back to zero. And um, we just recollect all our things, things together. And uh, I go back to the US in November, 2020 for six months straight with the, the same objective of finding a new place and finding new money <laughs> for opening up a space uh, to offer those immersive experience. And as I'm finding, looking for places and finding one, you know, it was, it was supposed to be big, large with high ceilings and well-located. So it was a complicated thing to find. And once we find it, you know, in the US, you show me the money, you gotta you make an offer right away. So long story short, we didn't end up finding the right place or making the right offer that was accepted. And as I was pitching to investors in March, 2021, so one year after, I was showing the demos that we're, we were gonna produce uh, as an exhibition. So on my iPad, I was showing the animations of the art, so it was moving art. And as, as I was pitching, those investors were saying, hey, this is an NFT. And I said, uh, what is an NFT? <laughs> I 
So we're talking March, 2021. And after I did one meeting, two, three, four, five meeting, and they were just saying one simple word all the time, NFT, 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 NFT. So I was like, okay, there's something there. Let me research, let me study. And as I start, you know, searching, then it was the exact week when Beeple made his sale on Christie's of the everyday for a record 20, uh, 69 million. So from there, it really took off. It, it became uh, on the ra 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 radar of all the media and everywhere. So I started, you know, searching and, and studying more. And we took quite a while to really study, understand the, the whole thing because we didn't come from that background. So that's how I got introduced into crypto. And, and so as I put my, you know, put my finger into it, then we started to understand there's way more to it, uh, including the crypto world. Uh, my brother being a trader, um, a quant trade trader in Wall Street, he introduced me more about the finance part of the crypto. And I got, you know, I got my head wrapped around it too, so I can understand the blockchain technology and so that I can understand why NFT and how can it be applied to the art world. That's really interesting. So did you have your brother help with the finance side then? Well, um, I bought my first crypto, my first ETH in um, April, April 2021, because my brother was like, hey, you're studying this jump into it now because from one year from now uh you will say okay i i started getting into it in april so it's funny enough it's, we are in april now so it's been a year so it's uh, i'm thinking like thank you to myself one year ago <laughs> so it's it's been a, a a quick but short journey by sounds of it yeah so, right so, so now from a are you would what would you class yourself as a digital artist then so so we pivoted into a, a design studio. So we are a design studio for digital art. So we are creating digital art and we're creating with collaboration of artists and brands. So it's more, to give you an analogy, it's a bit like a, a DJ remix. We are not the, the original creator of the song, but we take an original song, which is a piece of art, and we remaster it, we work on it, re, um, remix it to publish it. Uh, as a as a new uh, with a new you know uh, collaboration name. Oh wow! So you working on some NFT projects now then? Correct, correct. So we did. So to give you back on the story, we we took a couple of months of really studying the space. Uh, I really wanted to grasp and understand before we could make a move. Um, and and so we did our first sale on on October twenty twenty one. Which is uh, which was um, an auction sale of one, one piece. It was from a, a painting we we animated, so it was a MP4 a movie, uh, uh, a video. Sorry, and we sold the video piece as a unique one-on-one -on -one at auction online on the maker on the marketplace NFT marketplace called Maker's Place. Maker's Place. So that's right. so. Tell me a little bit more about Maker's Place because so obviously everyone. When you think of NFT, you always think of OpenSea, don't you? Right, right. Well, see it as e-commerce websites. There's like specialized website. Makerspace is one of them. They're specialized in high-end artistic art piece, NFT pieces. And so they, it's curated, meaning they are the ones selecting which artists or which arts it can be allowed on the platform. So I did a couple, you know, for a couple of months, I was writing and leveraging my network to get to get access to those platforms. I didn't want to be on OpenSea. 
we want, I saw it like a gallery approach. I want it to be in a beautiful, high standard, you know, highly valued, highly valued gallery to start with, because it would it would announce, you know, some it's it's positive association basically. Wow, can you actually say what the first one sold for then? Yeah, of course. So we we sold it for three point four ETH. So at the time it was twelve thousand and two hundred thirty dollars. Wow, and. Generally, if you were doing that as in uh, from an analog point of view, i.e. not digital, mm-hmm. that kind of what would that represent price-wise? Funny enough, the, the original painting was sold um, in Paris in a gallery two years before for 8900 So the NFT was sold for more money than the original piece that was inspired by. That's amazing, is that? So effectively, the NFT copy in digital, is bringing more money. So it's not a it's not an exact copy. We took the, the 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 painting as an image, and we added motion to it, added movement, added music. So you enhanced it. We enhanced it. That's the approach I have. I we take traditional art pieces, so a photo, a sculpture, a painting, a drawing, and we remaster it, rework it, enhance it to bring it to the digital realm. I we see. think it's a tr- artistic approach, artistic bridge, if you will to bring it to a digital realm in a value-added, value value-added, value-enhanced approach. So who is your dream customer then? Um, digital collectors. And that's digital the collectors. person who bought the first piece. She's a digital collector, meaning she has a collection already of digital architecture, uh, um, sorry, uh, sculptures, uh, animations, and she's a collector. She posts those on, on Instagram and everything. And she doesn't have like, traditional art pieces in her apartment. In fact, she's, you know, traveling all around the world and, and doing all those uh, events and everything. So she's not a traditional art collector per se, but she's a new digital art collector. Uh, as you can imagine, she, she values having those pieces on her digital wallet more than having physical pieces that she can really, you know, get in her bag and, and travel the world, world around with. It's an interesting one. So what would you what advice would you give to someone just starting out? I.e., I'm an artist, I've just been to college, and I'm now seeing my potential career evolve into more of a digital career rather than, you know, in front of a painting, oil painting as an example, and they want to get into the digital side. What what advice would you give them? To be active yeah, to be active on um, on social media, especially on Twitter, because this is where most uh, of the NFT people are. Because they, it's NFT people are mostly from the crypto world, and crypto is very Twitter-like. So, are you are you on any? Do you get in, get yourself involved in any Twitter spaces then? Yeah, mostly club, um, Clubhouse because historically I'm very familiar with Clubhouse. But yeah, I, w- I would recommend Twitter and Twitter Spaces, indeed Clubhouse as well, and then Telegram. And, and if- any particular ones on Clubhouse? Yeah, there's NFTS.tips. It's really good. They were really, 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 really active for a while. Great. We'll put that in the show, not- show yeah. notes. Yeah. And then find find your community, find your fans, find your um, your peers. So it's it's pretty broad, but I would say start posting and then start connecting and, and uh, commenting on other people, your folks, you know, people that are within your world. So fellow artists, collectors, buyers, platforms, brands, events, um, meetups, 
um, all those things just in the digital way. You know, you connect, you comment, you repost, you like, you DM, you start getting really active and engaging. So not really just showing your type of art, showing your type of creation, showing your world, your universe, your ambiance, what speaks to you. And you know, this is the internet. There's for things you like, someone somewhere likes it too. And internet enables it to connect. I mean, there's so many different communities of, of people that are passionate about something very niche, right? Like, uh, and you can, you would find someone who would really connect and relate to all across the world because, and thanks to the internet. So that, that's the first thing I would say, get really active on, on, on Twitter by posting and showing your work because it gives a chance for people to discover you. Sales will follow. Don't be too uh, in a hurry to sell and make big numbers. You know, the, the, the truth is those big numbers you see in the press are very few. And it's mostly pieces that are already very hyped. So newcomers, uh, they will make their own path and their with at their own rhythm. Um, that's uh, I would say get involved and get out there so people can start discovering you and then engage as much as possible. We can see people that get a lot of engagement are mostly those who engage the most themselves. I see. And and what would you say? Or advice would you give for? for a newbie that wants to create an NFT collection? Because um, I, I get this asked, asked all the time. Right. Um, as in the next board apes. Well, it's it's a really broad conversation because so who are you targeting? Why you want to do this? Picture yourself doing it and it's successful. How does it look like? What you're going to do next? What you're going to take from that experience? Uh, what's your game plan? There's many more questions. I think making a collection, technically you can do it. Go on YouTube, there's tutorials. Uh, you, you can hire people from Fiverr and services and get it done if, if you're good in organizing and, and coordinating everything. It's more of a matter of how much you really want to do that and why you want to do that and how you want to do it. So I wouldn't recommend, there's like no um, easy, fast way to, to answer that. I would rather say, um, what type of thing you want to go and, and, and build in the world and, and focus on answering that the best way. And then you'll find tools and solutions online that will help you accomplish this. I see. So, I mean, basically um, moving on from that, obviously the digital world with NFTs, a lot of it's related to the metaverse. Mm -hmm. So I, I was in uh, Decentraland the other day, actually, and I stumbled across a tattoo studio <laughs> and it was uh, it was really interesting because it had both their artwork from the real world mm -hmm. and then it had um, potentially artwork that they were selling to put on your avatar, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing how potentially this is evolving and how potentially we've got... Um, a, a, a lot wider audience because of the metaverse. So tell me a, a little bit about what's your experience with the metaverse? Well, we should and say metaverses because there's many of them. And so decentralized is one of them. And for every one of them, you know, there's uh, different things to say about it. Some good, some less good. Um, I want to focus on the digital gallery, galleries yeah. and showroom. This is where I spend so most- So do you, uh, do you have a digital gallery in yes. the metaverse yes which one yes. do you have it's on cyber it's a platform called on cyber that io and they 
they allow you to easily connect um, to connect you and, and build a gallery, something very simple. But the, 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 the main idea is, to, is for you to exhibit and to show and to display your NFT collection. And so there's a, a lot of collectors that use that tool or other tools. There's spatial, there's rare rooms, there's Mona, there's many of them out there where you can display, exhibit, show what you have as a collector, as NFT collector, uh, for people to discover, wander around, and 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 get into your world of your art collection. That's so, that's that's my approach and my interest into the metaverses. And so all those names I'm, I'm mentioning are in in and of themselves a little metaverse. And and I like this approach because it's very bottom up. You know, it's focused on just having a rectangle room where you can exhibit your art pieces. That's it, and it just wants to do it well. And then from there, they can add some features for interaction, maybe clicking, maybe um, adding more to it in terms of functionality. But it's not, they're not creating a whole huge world with, with all those elements into it. They're just focusing on doing something niche and doing it well, and then they can grow from there. That's great, we'll put that in the show notes. Cyber is that with a CYB? Yes, yes, correct. I mean, yeah, there's, there's any, yeah, there's Mona, there's Mona.gallery, there's spatial.io, there's rare rooms.io. And those are all new platforms. You know, we're talking uh, platforms that are one year old or even less. This is fantastic. I mean, this is just another area. I, I, I have never actually come across these. Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm, this is so to answer your point, this is my experience and my, and my interest within the metaverses. It's the digital gallery part. I believe most which people, is fantastic. Yeah, most people start collecting and buying NFTs, and, and then what? What's the next logical step? Tell me, Chris. Well, what's the next logical step? It's what what tends to happen is people buy NFTs first, and yeah. they and they then lose money <laughs> because they haven't done the research, and then they do the research. It should actually be the other way around. And, right, and that's what we did when I discovered about NFTs. That was in April twenty twenty one. We took, we took, so April, May, June, July, August, September, we took six months of studying and, and researching before we did our first sale. I, I, it's, it's the best way to do it because, and it's like, this is great for, you know, for aiming for like people that are into art and, and rather than just, you know, people go, oh, let's buy an NFT, let's buy a JPEG. There's, there's so much more to it. And, and obviously, when you look at this, it's like, well, hang on a minute. This is, this is more akin to effectively putting all the art galleries on one street in the world, all the best of the best, where you can just virtually walk into them. Now, right. obviously, the metaverse, if we say mana, mana is very different. You know, Decentraland is very different to this. But this is like... The, if we, for instance, obviously on our show notes, we'll put all the links. So if you, if you, if you email me those links, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Um, for anyone starting out, I mean, for, as a collector, um, I mean, our backgrounds, our actual bank, back, backgrounds, actually investment banking mm-hmm. and, and property and software. Um, and obviously we do deal with quite a lot of uh, high net worth individuals. In fact, some of them, you know, collect watchers are into our um this is this is a game changer because obviously 
before, if you wanted a particular piece of artwork, you'd have to troop around particular galleries and obviously spend the money that way. This way, you can sit on your sofa and look at the best digital artwork in the world. And this is all come about within 12 months i mean this is this is absolutely fantastic yeah 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 well i i can so much agree with you chris and funny enough i was later uh, earlier today i was in the art fair art paris so it's like art miami but in paris and there's a lot of people a lot of interest a lot of collectors a lot of transaction and this is beautiful to see but just think of how much more can be done if we break the barriers of time and place uh, because you can you can bring way more people in those digital destinations for them to discover and then transact and then have their own gallery. Everyone will have a gallery online, you know, and will be able to display what digital goods they own. I, I absolutely think this. I mean, in a day, you know, there's there's massive application for the metaverse in every single industry, and this is one of the reasons why we're doing this these series is where we right. look at you know, the NFTs or Metaverse are, you know, both together um, in different industries because they can they can make so much difference. Um, and you need experts like yourself, obviously, if we're talking artwork. And obviously... Yeah, we're focused on art and digital art. And so this is our focus. This is our interest. This is our passion. This is what we love. This is what we talk about all the time. So I can only mostly speak about this. But then for sure, uh, there's many, many worlds. I'd like to say there is many worlds within the world. Like let's say you're a fan of cricket or motorbike. I mean, there's a whole huge industry and fans of people of, of those sports that you would never know. You would never guess if you're not interested in this thing, right? That's right. <laughs> but this is like, for you guys, this is a game changer from a point of view. Oh yeah. You can see why Sotheby's are putting money into this. Yeah, this- it happened for, for us as an experience. As I told you before, we're, we were on this physical location experience in Miami and then you know something bad happened COVID for everyone of course but it really slowed our project and it didn't allow it to to happen but then something else came which was the the birth and the growth of digital art transaction uh happening for real and that's because of crypto because before that I mean digital art has happened for a while but it was not valued because it was not able to transact so effectively, the cryptos made that happen. Yes, precisely. And it's also validated and made it, made it secure. With made it possible. And, and then we, we needed just examples of it, you know, and then big, big, beautiful, impressive examples came in 2021. And then it became in the ra- radar of the media. And so it brought more, more visibility and more uh, momentum to it. So would you say your business has, has developed because of crypto and because of uh of this yes totally totally. but we 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 pivoted into that business so the business initially was a physical location where we're we're going to sell tickets you know for people to come experience a show whereas now it's totally different now we're selling digital art pieces through crypto as digital goods that collectors will own so it's is this very different the core element is just the starting point is creating digital art that's the core starting point it's really interesting how you got into it because of the COVID scenario, because yeah. we, one of our key businesses was actually uh, conferencing and meeting rooms. Obviously with the advent of COVID, we were like, what do we do now? 
mm-hmm. um, because the, the business had to close. And that's how we uh, uh, um, that's how we originally got into crypto. We were big in property. We're like, what can we do? You know, um, and this is how we then got into the the crypto mining side of things because crypto mining is very much like buy to let. Uh, you buy an asset, you get a return off the asset through through passive income. That's effectively what the mining does. But we then went one step further into it. We generate our own electric, so we're green. And it's once you get into crypto, it's just, it, pardon the pun, it is actually a minefield, but it's also really, really immersive, interesting experience. And you meet so many entrepreneurs that are very open-minded like yourself, because obviously you have to be open-minded to, to one, survive through what we've been with the COVID situation with business. And, and also from a point of view, seeing the vision, seeing you know where are we going and and this this here as I, I see it with what you're doing this business and the actual market cap within uh artwork and digital artwork is going to 100x over the next 10 years you know we, we i mean you still obviously go was going to have a physical element because people do like to touch stuff but right. this is this is just amazing is this what you're talking about here i think it's fantastic Right. And so the, the, the news for us is that we are onboarding uh, brands that we are going to work with. So we are working, we're a creator, we are a team of creators, we're a design studio. And so we work with artists and brands to create new art in collaboration with them. And so we signed a beautiful partnership with this uh, photos, photography studio in Paris called Arcourt. And they're a brand founded in 1934. So they're an old traditional brand, very prestigious, very, very well-known within the art space. And they have never done anything digital so far. Right. We're yeah. bringing them to the digital, digital realm in a, in, a, in a right way, meaning we're going to sell the, their pictures as NFT JPEGs. And then the next, the next um, step is going, we're going to, we're going to animate those things, those photos into um, like a, Art, animated art piece. And, and then next we're gonna create their um, headquarters, which is a beautiful showroom gallery into a virtual space that people can come and visit so that they have they have a physical location in Paris and it's gorgeous. It's just absolutely very prestigious. You know, it's a hotel particulier. It's just stunning, but, but it just, it's limited physically because it's not open all the time and then you have to come to Paris. Whereas if you want to come discover their photographic collection online, you'll be able to walk around and discover their piece and buy them as NFTs. Wow, that's amazing. So what sort of time period to create something like that have you got as a project? It's a couple of months, depending on, you know, it's always depending on the complexity or the high quality of the rendering you want to, you want to aim for. And it depends on the uh, maturity of the platform you're using as well. Because this is so new, those platforms to publish are quite not so ready. Uh, so we're we're working with them closely, you know, and to be able to publish and, and make it seamless and 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 workable as well. I mean, we're talking we're talking project management here, right now. Like I in a previous life, I was uh, developing mobile apps, so I was uh, working with developers and designers, and to to be able to go through releases, updates, and 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 working products that are used by real people and so we're talking about user onboarding about uh being able to access it 
depending on Wi-Fi, depending on the device, depending on the browser, depending on all those technical elements that are you know constitute the, the experience and and make it good or bad. So it's 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 a lot of work to make it very well for a lot of people using it. To make a demo that's impressive, it's quite quick, but that's not what it is about, you know. So what tools do you use to do something like that then? Well, there's a lot of software um, tools for designers. So we can call Blender, Maya, Cinema 4D. Um, there's, there's many of them. Those are the most famous ones. And then there's tools that come more from the, the, the video game world. So like Unreal Engine, Unity. Um, and so they bridge together because essentially it's about creating a, a virtual space, a virtual environment where you can interact and, and experience it. And then it, it is that some software layer where this 3D file can be implemented within a browser as an experience for anybody uh, browsing the web. So it's WebGL technology um, that enables to, to run a file online uh, through a site from anybody with an online connection. Wow, that's amazing. So, I mean, for them, it's a massive potential, isn't it? Because basically you're going from maybe a few hundred people that can see and enter the gallery on a daily basis yeah. in Paris to... To, to a lot, <laughs> to say lots. <laughs> it, it is amazing, especially it's like my friend, he bought a lot of uh, plots of land in, um, in Decentraland right. uh, to create, um, to create um, posters. So okay. they could, you know, like advertise and then okay. you click yeah, on the yeah, advertisement yeah. and then it takes them into a separate land or a separate world. Uh, and uh, basically he, he did this with a view that, you know, when you get people in and you get like hundred of thousand people potentially watching a, an hour like Ariana Grande concert, uh, the, the, the potential is amazing because obviously if you think about it, and it's a game changer from a point of view of business and entrepreneurs like us, because if I want to get millions of people in front of uh, my business, you know, in a traditional fashion, I maybe do Google pay per click. I may end up paying quite a bit. I mean, in fact, actually for the conference venue, we're like 18 pound a click. And wow. obviously 18 pound a click, you get a few hundred people doing that a few times a day. <laughs> and if they're not genuine, that's even worse. Whereas obviously in the metaverse, they are genuine. And this is the thing, because they have a genuine interest in electronic art. They have a genuine interest in, in you know, going to the, these places. You could just 100x your business uh, yeah. overnight. And it is, it's well it's, done, yeah, if you can nail it to the right crowd. I think the fundamental business are, are, need, are needed to be, to be mentioned all the time because technology is a leverage, it's a lever. So if it's well applied, then it can be beautiful, but it's, uh, you never have to forget that you have to create something that people want and, and, and be able to market it to them and, and, and to the right audience and, and make it seamless so that it can actually come and enjoy or experience or buy what you're creating. It is, I mean, it's amazing if you think about it, you know, just where we are in crypto and where we were 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and how. Even two years ago. Absolutely. And, and this is it. And, what would you say to someone who doesn't get crypto? You know, to the everyday person who who's like, oh, crypto's a scam. 
I have asked this everyone because obviously well, it's easy. It's easy to do this discharge of thing. I mean, not getting something is fine. It's fine. You don't have to get everything. There's a lot of things you don't get. You know, like people don't get internet. They don't get it. They use it. They don't have to get it. They profit from it. They enjoy it. It's more about stop trying to get everything. You know, but start thinking how could you enjoy it? How can you profit from it? How can you benefit from it? But if your goals, your activity, your business, your ventures, stop seeing it as something you need to get. To start more trying to see um, how can you benefit from it. That's cool. What would you What would you like to tell our viewers? I would like to tell them not to be intimidated by crypto and rather be see it as a lever. Uh, that's how I. That's my experience. My my story is that. I was not interested pretty much because I didn't really get it <laughs> up until I saw how it could be applied to my industry. And from there, you know, it was a, it was an open gate to, to surf on it. And then I took the time to understand it better. So it's more a, a it's more a question of how can things even beyond crypto, how can things around the world, um, you know, blend well within your goals and your life and your, your endeavors and how how can that benefit you and how can you enjoy it and that's the approach i would i would recommend to anyone that's fantastic it's a similar actually because from a i you know i get it situation that i compared crypto to um real estate and buy to let okay and i looked at the returns that you could get on real estate over a long period of time and then I compared that to crypto and saw that crypto was returning the returns fundamentally considerably a lot quicker. And that's when I realized I was like, hang on a minute, from a financial point of view, from a DeFi point of view, from a, you know, uh, from your interest point, point of view. <laughs> yeah. We, we were like, we need to be in this. But once go. we've then delved into it, we've then can see there's, there's experiences that are far, far superior uh, than just the average experience in, in a sense, as in like yourself with the digital art, you know, it's an extension of art right. and it, it's, it's an evolution of art because obviously you've got the, the added, um, the, you've, you've got the added uh, attribute of movement in, in the art. And, and obviously it's, it's evolving all time. It's, it's yep. fantastic. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of our podcast. Uh, it's been really interesting and I've learned a hell of a lot. In, <laughs> That's in, great. In this. And uh, it's, it just goes to show just what potential there is in crypto. And we've just delved into a small element of it and, and the artwork element and just how, how professional it is and how, how basically you know, where we're going to be in five years time on this. This is the, the, the experience where I'm going to be walking into one of these rooms and I'm going to be seeing your artwork. And yes. it's as if I'm obviously currently in Leeds in the UK at the moment. It's, as, it's, it's going to be like as if I'm in Paris. And, <laughs> and that's fantastic. Right. So where can people find you? What's the, where do you, where do you want people so the to The name is Silver Moon. Silver Moon and the logo is a silver moon, so it's easy to remember. And the website is silvermoon.studio. 
You can find it also on Twitter or Instagram. You type Silver Moon. We're going to stick all this in the short notes. That's that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to drive people to the, the next drop that's arriving on the 6th of May. And so we'll, we'll be selling those beautiful black and white photo portraits of this famous photo studio, Arcourt. And there's going to be four of them. So um, Karl Lagerfeld, Josephine Baker, Edith Piaf, and Salvador Dali. So we're selling four pictures in limited edition, 200 edition per pictures. And right now we have a whitelist. So if your audience is familiar with whitelist, it's like a, a privileged uh, uh, list of people that can come uh, before the drop and be able to buy comfortably before it becomes a open public sale. We'll put that whitelist on the show notes as well. Yeah, they, they need a code. They need a code. So I wanted you to, to choose the code for the whitelist for that your listeners and audience would be able to, to put uh, the code so that the collab code that gives them access to be registered to the whitelist. Yeah, well, we can have the, the easy crypto code then, as in free E's, Z-I, and then crypto. There you go. So you can put it on the show note as well. So people will go on the website and click on the, um, the banner that says next NFT drop, and it will they will find the landing page of Arcourt, and there's the button, you know, register to the whitelist. You, so you put your info, your name, email, and your wallet address, and the collab code so that we know where you come from, what's the provenance. And so because when we get all those whitelist requests, we can see, um, okay, we have we have those people that come from um, easy, easy Crypto. So we know that it's, it's legit. And so that we can then register their wallet address within the smart contract. Meaning the day we, we mint, the day we open up for mint, people that have, that are on whitelist, connect their wallets and boom, they get direct access. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. Rightio, it's been a pleasure. It is. And we will have you on the podcast soon for an update, I think. I think yeah, that'll yeah. be good. Maybe three, forward, to six, like... three to six months from now. <laughs> see how you're getting on. See well, what we'll projects you're involved on the gallery part because I think there's great potential. As I mentioned, Chris, I think everyone will have their own digital gallery to show, to show their digital goods. Excellent. I, d- I definitely think you're right. And I think uh, you, you're the man that can potentially help them with that. Yeah, we want to create the most beautiful ones so that you'll be happy to have a stunning gallery to show and then your your pieces within that sh- stunning gallery. That's cool. Until next time, my Merci name's Chris, and this is the Easy Crypto Podcast.